Okay, good evening, Merv Rabbi Yisai. Continuing here in number three of the ten different Hanhogas, the way that the Chavah says that someone already who is a person who has already attained some level of humility, we can call him the Balakniya, someone who indeed is humble in his mindset, understands that as many talents as he has and as great as he could be in terms of his accomplishments and be successful, he understands that the credit is not to him, it's not him personally, but these are all given by the one above. And therefore he has to act in a way of humility. So Vahashlishi, and this third one, herein lies a, a great challenge, but yet in this great challenge is buried great bracha. Tremendous blessing in this challenge. Vashlishi. The third way of behavior is that the humble one has to expand his heart. Expand his heart. And his patience. His patience is being tolerant. This world this word civilis. Savlonus. Savlonus is translated as being patient, but more than just being patient and not jumping to conclusions, it's tolerating, it's taking things in, it's absorbing things, it's letting things slide away. That's the idea of Savlus, Savlonus. We say about Hashem, Hashem is the, the king who is civil, the king who tolerates a lot, as the time of from Ramesha Kodaviro, the great Kabbalist from Tzfas, lived about 500 years ago in the times of the Beis Yosef, the Ramak, Ramesha Kodaviro, and wrote a Sefer, Taimed Devaira. And in it he explains the ways that HaKadosh Baruch Hu acts with great humility. How does Hashem act with humility? Because Hashem allows people to go against His will, to defame Hashem, to turn against Hashem, to sometimes berate Hashem. All of these things we do, certainly when we sin, and we use the very same talents and abilities that Hashem gives us, we use it sometimes to go against Hashem Himself. Anything we have, any ability we have, is only because Hashem allows us to do that. So the term of says, imagine, while a person is in the midst of going to sin, who is enabling him to walk, to move, to think? You know, who will now, who enabled him to mind his, his mind should work to plot a whole plan and devise a whole plan how he's going to rob this bank, and then work it out with the getaway car and slide down the wall and come out? Who allowed him to do that throughout that whole process? Besides just allowing him to breathe through that, Hashem tolerates all of this that we're going against what He wants us to do, against what He commanded us to do, and yet, Shem says, I'm tolerant, I'm tolerant, I hope He'll do tshuva, I hope He'll stop at the last minute, but as long as He's doing it, Hashem allows Him to do it. So Hashem is a melech seivel, who tolerates. So if a person now could expand his own heart to realize that he should have savlonus, ma'ashe yisne, even things that he really despises, he hates menadvarim, umenamaisim, things that people do to him, or things that befall him, come on to him. 
l'shem abayra yisborach. And he does so because he understands everything only is happening because Hashem wants it to happen. As I'll explain in a moment. Kemoy Shemalei David HaMelech says, Im gomalti shol You think I would pay back bad for shol And as I had people who were shol David HaMelech says, I had people who did wrong to me. They wronged me. They did bad to me. They tried to harm me. Or they did harm me. And David HaMelech says, Im gomalti, do you think I would pay back to, to try to get even with the person, for Shol Meira, those who did bad to me, I don't. Or those who were tsar to me, those who harmed me, those who did bad to me, do you think I paid them back with bad? I didn't. I'll tell you a, a beautiful story. Someone, this is what we learned from our great people. Ramesha Feinstein, Zeichat Tzadik Levrocha. Goldstein lived one floor down in the Lower East Side from Ramesha Feinstein for many, many years. Rabbi Goldstein also was at Tzau, was a big time at Chacham. They used to talk very often in learning, discuss things, halakhic issues. They were very close. So the one time Rabbi Goldstein saw there was an individual who came out of Ramesha's apartment and he sees he's holding a paper in his hand and he's like very excited about it, folding it up. So Tovi Goldstein looking at this, what, what, what was this? And uh, he says, well, he just got something signed from Ramosha. And Tovi Goldstein became almost enraged. So he walks into Ramosha's apartment. He says, Rosh Hashiva, what was that person just here for? So Ramosha says, I mean, he, he just came for something. He came for something. So Tovi Goldstein didn't let up. He says, no, I, I need to know. I need to know what he's here for. Why? What was what was so what was so uh, dire need for him to know? You see, this person had given terrible tsaris to Ramosha Feinstein. He wrote things about Ramosha's Sefer, Ramosha's Chuvis, terrible Hilashem, and he defamed the honor of Torah of Ramosha Feinstein. It's like you know what it's compared to? It's like someone who takes the Sefer Torah, goes out into the street, and rolls it out into the street that the cars could roll over it. That's what it's like. That's what this person did to Ramosha Feinstein's Torah. He defamed it. He argued in it and without, without even having an understanding the stature of Ramosha. But, but Ramosha didn't say anything. But now the person came and he walked out of the house suddenly with this piece of paper. So Rabbi Goldstein says he, he pushed Ramosha Feinstein. What was this? So Ramosha says the fellow needed a, uh, a letter signed because he wants to get a, a job somewhere. So he asked if I could sign the letter. Sir so he goes, and you signed the letter? This this person who who defames Kovadatari deserves to be thrown out on his head, and you signed the letter from him? So Ramesha said to him, Yesh b'sha'achas. There are sometimes that there's a moment where a person could earn all of his scharabba. End of conversation. Ramesha felt it's true. Like Rechavis is saying here, this is something that I'm sure for, it, it ate up Ramesha because personally, because of his Torah that it was defaming and Ramesha probably despised it. He's using the word Masha Yisne. The person hates it. But even though the person hates it, 
He hates that he had to hear this from somebody else. He hates that, that the person wronged him. But still, he will be servile. He'll tolerate it. And as Dovina Mello said, did I ever pay back bad to someone who did wrong to me? And he, on the contrary, Ramesha paid him back good. Ramesha said, I'm going to go beyond that. I'm going to do him a favor. The person asked me for a favor. I mean, the goal that he had to ask Ramesha for a favor. But Ramesha said, he asked me a favor. And it was a challenge for Ramesha, because otherwise Ramesha wouldn't have said, nah, there's no, no big deal, nah, I don't care. No, 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 it hurt. It hurt, and it was a challenge. But Ramesha felt, This is the person who harmed me so much, who said things against me, and now he's asking for something. Ramesha says, I have an opportunity to acquire a world of Elamaba. That's That was... The greatness of Ramesha Feinstein. This is David Amalek talking. In Gomalti Shalmarad, do I pay back bad from what people do to me? The Omar and the Pasik says in Mishlei, Shlaima Melech David's son, Al Taymar Kasha Salik, Hey Well, what he did to me, tit for tat, what he did to me, I'll pay him back. You see, the way we're brought up in our society, of course, I understand it, but it's the principle of the matter. It's the principle of the matter. I'm not there. Of course, I would let it get away with it, but I can't. It's not. It's wrong. He has to know it was wrong, and I can't let this sit. And the Torah teaches us otherwise. Because says, what does it take for a person who was wronged by somebody else to say, I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to answer him back. I'm not going to pay him back. When he asks me something, he sends me an email that he needs a favor. I'm going to help him out. What does it take? Says Chavazavavis, it takes humility. It takes humility. Why humility? In Chavazavavis' world, humility is because what, what's coming to me? Why, why do I owe it? Why do I, is that, does anybody owe me anything? Is it, is it me? Anything I have is from Hashem. I'm totally insignificant. I'm small. I'm low compared to Hashem. Why should I expect anything? Why should the person expect great respect. Now, when it deals with Kavad Torah, that's the Torah that they're honoring. And the person who embodies Torah, it's his Torah. It's his Torah that he's able to it's his Torah that he's able to even be Meichel, to forego to, to be Meichel somebody else. But it's the Torah that they're honoring. Or in this case, if they're not honoring. But if the person is truly humble, he says, what is it? What is this? Not me personally. And therefore, he's able to be saved, he's able to tolerate it. And here we come to a famous Chazal. We'll start the Chazal. There's a lot more to say on this, but let's at least first say the over the Chazal, and then we'll see there's much to talk about it. Chazal tell us, this is a Gemara here, he's quoting, it's in Gitin Lamed Vov, it's in Psachim, it's in a couple other places, in Shas, in, in other places in Chazal. Those who receive insult, they don't insult back. That's already a madrega. For others, you could answer back with an insult. This person said a harmful remark. You're paying back with a harmful remark. No, this person didn't do that. And now love him, he's insulted. In other words, he sticks up for himself and he says, Excuse me, I don't like you to talk that way. Well, please don't say things like that. It hurts my feelings. Okay? That's, that's a madrega. That's a level. 
You didn't answer back with a nasty comment. You didn't respond like he, he did to you. That's already a, a nice darga to be on. More than that, Shoimim Kharposam Veinim Meshivim. This is the way the Chovetz Chaim in the Sefer explains this Chazal. Shoimim Kharposam, they hear shame about themselves. They hear someone saying something negative about them, either about them or to their face. Veinim Meshivim, they don't even respond. Not that they say, excuse me, don't say that, or that's not true, or I, uh, you thought it would. They don't even respond. They absorb it, and they're quiet. That's already another darga. That's another level. And that's only the second or third level. The third, the highest level, is They work for Hashem out of the ava, the appreciation and the privilege of serving Hashem. And they actually could rejoice with the suffering they have to endure. And suffering usually is just, well, Hashem makes a person suffer, whether he's sick, or he has financial troubles, or he has issues with his family, or with his partner, or with his people that he deals with. That could be Yisurim. That could be just Yisurim that Hashem sends directly, having nothing to do with other people. Or it could be hardships that a person has with somebody else. But the Maimon, the one who believes in Hashem, that he controls everything, those Yisurin also come from Hashem. Like David HaMelech said, when Shimi ben Geira was cursing him and throwing rocks at him, David HaMelech told his men, don't chase after him. Hashem, Hashem told him to curse me. No, it's coming from Hashem. That's what David HaMelech believed. But to, to be able to absorb that, not only stick up for yourself, not only not respond, but to be happy that this is what Hashem has sent for whatever reason I need it, to become more humble, to earn more reward in the next world, to get great things in this world, because oftentimes that's what it is. Oftentimes Hashem sets somebody up with the, the being insulted by somebody else, being shamed by somebody else, either in private or in public, and the person has the ability to respond and doesn't respond. Does does not respond back is not only doesn't answer back, doesn't retaliate, is quiet, but accepts it and says Hashem is allowing this to happen. Almost every time that happens, Hashem has in store a great bracha for that person. And if he rises to the challenge, he merits great bracha when that happens. We, we often, it's too late, you know, it's, we're not cognizant at the time, and then after he says, oh, I should have just been quiet, I should have just absorbed it, and it's too late. But, on those people, the Pusik says, those who truly love Hashem, and say, this is coming from Hashem, and anything that other people do to me, I'll absorb it, I'll take it, I'll be quiet, I'll appreciate it, I'll be happy with it. It's not an easy feat. It's not easy. It's easier said than done. But someone who does that, we say he is like the brilliant blazing sun. This concept is called someone who forgoes, someone who overlooks. And Amir Tzashem, the next couple of nights, we're going to discuss this more in depth. I go to Nacht.